Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Chris Townsend with you here. After the Warriors absolutely demolished the Denver Nuggets and stole their soul tonight in the Mile High City. Yes, it is Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. I am so glad that it went down like this. And John Dickinson will be joining me. We'll be taking your phone calls at 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. John Dickinson live from Denver. I can't wait to hear about the crowd. Because if you heard John during the pregame show and talking about the crowd in Denver, obviously this was a huge matchup for them. And I think the Warriors showed us something that I'm going to tell you I'm very happy about, that they cared about it too. But I just can't imagine, I mean, because you got to remember, when the Warriors show up to town, just think about what their papers look like. Think about the news outlets online, what their sports radio is like, television. It's the Golden State Warriors are coming to town. How do you match up against the Golden State Warriors? Can you imagine what they did on Sports Talk today in Denver? Yes, they probably weren't talking Broncos. Normally, Broncos dominate the conversation. But I bet today was all about how the Nuggets match up with the Golden State Warriors. And then tomorrow on Denver Sports Radio... I can guarantee you, you're going to be hearing a lot of this. Can you imagine the matchup game? We're going to show the Golden State Warriors. We're going to continue to be the number one seed in the West. And the Warriors went out and put up 51 points in the first quarter. 51 points. They obliterated the over and under. How much did you enjoy this one tonight at 888 That's 888 I get so tired of hearing about how things don't matter. You're a professional athlete. You get paid to perform. You're in the entertainment business. Every show is supposed to be good. It doesn't matter if you're a basketball team, you're a football team, you're a band, you're an actor. You get paid to perform. You get paid to win. That's your job. Yes, it is all about the NBA Finals and winning the title, but there's the journey to get there. And you're getting paid to show up and perform every night. And I guess, Steph, I heard a little bit of this with Steiny and Gru earlier where he kind of finally, and no, it might have been John Dickinson, who, and we'll talk to John here in moments, where he kind of admitted, okay, this just doesn't, it, this just isn't a game in in January. You're playing a team that had the number one seed. You planted a seed tonight. You planted the seed, saying, okay, you guys are the number one seed. You're having a very good year, but we're still going to come in there and kick your ass, and we can kick your ass when we want. Didn't need any talk of when Boogie Cousins is coming back. This group right here can go in and kick anybody's ass when they're ready to play. And that's why I'm happy because if they would have, it was funny, somebody here on our Chilton Auto Body text line, what time was it? Somebody texted in that the Warriors were going to get stomped. Yeah, four hours ago, a texter from the 858 area code texted in, Warriors are going to get stomped. And then right after the game, of course, I texted back, how bad do they get stomped? The answer was, I was wrong, sorry. (laughs) 
this just goes to show when they want to be able when they want to get after it they can do whatever they want to anybody and there's no and you know boogie's going to be great well hopefully it's going to be great but this group right here when you've got kevin durant you got draymond green you got steph curry and you got clay thompson you should be able to wipe the floor with anybody in the nba Congratulations to Kevon Looney, a career high in rebounds tonight with 12. Congratulations to Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson with, what did he tweet out? Four dunk, not tweet out. He said uh, going off the floor. It's a career high, by the way. Four dunks in the game. Career high, baby, four dunks. How about that? I mean, what a night. This, this this was a joy to watch. This was truly one of those nights, if you're a Golden State Warrior fan, I don't have all the reads. So we will get to the phone calls at 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. But 142-111, no question, the most satisfying win of the season. Because they had it for you. Going into tonight against teams over 500, you heard it here on 95-7 the game. Warriors are just 9 and 12. Just 9 and 12 against teams over 500 this year. And the last thing you want to do is give people hope. Cuz that's what the Warriors have done in the past. And recently on my show having Tim Roy on, we were talking about, you know, wasn't that long ago where the Warriors were resting guys in the fourth quarter, not even playing the fourth quarter? I mean, how d- during this run, they have had times where guys barely played or didn't even play in the fourth quarter. We haven't seen a whole heck of a lot of that this, this year. Well, you saw it tonight. And can you imagine? Do you imagine if you're, if you're a Denver Nugget? You're going home tonight? What, what What are you thinking if you're a Denver Nugget on your way home tonight? Man, these guys just came into our backyard and whooped us. What about the elevation? It's so tough to play in Denver. All of that. Well, it didn't happen. The number is 888-957-9570. It's time to hear from you, the fans. Brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Best since 1952. Mike in Oakland. Lead us off tonight right here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Mike, are you there? Put him on hold. When I go to you, you got to be ready. So if you're on hold, be ready. I'm going to come to you. It's a post-game show. I've always had the belief you need phone calls in the post-game show because this show's about you, the fans, so you can react. Let's go to Nick in Fremont. Good evening, Nick. Yeah, hi. Good evening. How you doing? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm doing great. Hi. Is this uh, Steinmetz and uh, Guru? No, this is Chris Townsend. Steinmetz and Guru are off tonight. What do you have for me? Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't uh, listening. I just watched the game and uh, just called in. How you doing? You know what? It was. A vi- I think it's the best win of the year. I mean, we really saw them come out and want to prove a point, and it's nice to see. The last thing I wanted to see was a lackluster uh, game, have them lose, and then listen to, ah, it's just January, who cares? I like that they planted the seed in everybody's mind there in Denver who the best basketball team in the world is. No doubt, no doubt. I've been watching them for 50 years. That's why I called in. I've called in maybe a couple of times to a radio station, been listening all the time. And after this win, I felt I had to call in. Ah, so this win meant something to you. Oh, yeah. You know, I was watching when I uh, was uh, Rick Barry and Nate Thurman those days. And this is the best best I've seen the Warriors play. Yeah, tonight, tonight, tonight they look like the Golden State Warriors that we all know and love. And that's when, thank you for the phone call as a long Warrior fan. This is what you like to see. 
And this kind of is reminiscent. If we're talking about the great basketball teams of all time, this is what teams, and, and, I, and I always go back to the Chicago Bulls. We could go back to the Lakers. We could go back to the Celtics in the 80s. But the Bulls are still, uh, the Bulls are a good team to talk about because older and younger, we all saw it. You start going back into the 80s, a lot of people who are younger didn't see it. They don't know about it. But that was the thing the Chicago Bulls brought. They brought it every night. That was the thing, like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was like Joe DiMaggio. He felt like, you know what, people are only going to see me one time a year. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna show off. And we'll take your phone calls at 888-957-9570. And I always appreciate that about Michael Jordan, is that he brought it every night. Didn't matter if it was November. Didn't matter if it was January. Didn't matter. I mean, he brought it. Jordan came to the arena, whether it was in Chicago and I've talked to our buddy Jim Cozumore, who lived through it. He brought it every night. Road, home, didn't matter. Because that's just who he is. That's his DNA. Let's go to Mike in Oakland. Good evening, Mike. You're on 95.7. Hey, sir. How you doing? Uh, good evening. Yeah, you Great too. Great win by the Warriors. Great win. I've been talking on Dub Nation, man, this whole time about the Warriors not winning the meaningful game, like the Christmas game and a couple of other games. This game was a statement game because they needed to win because every time you lose games that you should win, you're letting these teams think that they can beat you. And every time they play you, now they think they can beat you. So it's so important to come in every night, focus, drop these dudes by 20, and let them be scared of us again because nobody's scared of Golden State right now. But maybe with them doing tonight's game, maybe they'll be a little bit uh, leery of us again. Well, I, I think I think you're hitting the nail right on the head. And, and thank you for the phone call, Mike. We'll get to everybody at 888-957-9570. Mike was right. I agree with what he had to say. We'll continue right here. Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. And it's presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Where does this game rank for you so far in this season? At 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. I'm going by far the best game of the year. Because you start to look at the numbers. So... They're now 10 and 12 against teams that are 500 or above. They crush teams that stink. They're 20 and 2 against teams that are 500 and below. They haven't been great in close games. So why not a blowout? In games decided by three points or less, they're just three and five. But in games decided by 10 or more, they're now 18 and six. And they're now 28-6 and six when they hit 10 or more threes in a game. But yes, it's that last caller, and we're going to get to you guys at 888-957-9570. You know, there's been teams that have shown there's not the same fear. There's more teams that are like, let's bring it on. Let's go. And tonight was one of those. If they go in and lay a stinker, they can say whatever they want, but people are going to be like, wow. That's another that's another road loss. And this team used to love to go on the road and pound people. You know, they would have they would have lost this one. You're looking at their road record would almost be 500. We're not used to that. We expect more. We expect greatness. Well, they're now 13 and 8 on the road. Isn't it weird to see that many losses on the road? 8 we're not used to this team losing anywhere. So going in tonight where there was a lot of confidence in Denver, feeling good about themselves, they went in and just, it's like Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Remember where the, the witch doctor, whatever that guy's name was, reached in? <laughs> he reached into the guy's chest and pulled out his beating heart. I know it's only January, but you planted a seed. Let's go to Nick in Berkeley. Good evening, Nick. Hey, Townie, man, it, it, it was so great to see 
Curry speak before the game and, and, and just really put the focus on, on what, you know, Denver may do, their tendencies, and point that out, and then come out there and just rip their hearts out. I mean, they, you know, in your backyard, now we're taking over first place and we're not looking back, brothers, because you're about to witness some superior basketball playing. And with the boogeyman coming back, that was all the little motivation that they needed, man. And all I can say for that cat that texted in talking about the Warriors are going to get blown out, man, shake it off, bro. That's how you got to do it. Yeah, I like it. If, if you're just joining us, somebody texted before the game, Warriors are going to get stomped. And I text back, uh, did the Warriors get stomped? I mean, they're, they're start. you know, do you see? You know, people start to worry. Because we know they're great, but you never want them to lose their edge. Once you lose your edge a little bit, it's tough to get that back. So, you know, in a game like this, where everybody in the NBA was paying attention to this thing, are the Denver Nuggets for real? You go in and squash them. 142 to 111. You blow them off their own floor. You've won five in a row. And yeah, this is... I, I know people, they won last year without having the number one seed, and they won game seven in Houston, but you want the number one seed. I mean, that's just bottom line. And and you want to be playing good basketball, and you want to put the fear of God back into these teams. So when you're going to go up against Houston or you're going to go up against Oklahoma City from from here on out, Portland, Clippers, whoever, Kick the crap out of them. Set the tone. Nothing wrong with setting the tone. Trust me, this is not a game Denver's going to forget. John in Stockton, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Tonight was definitely the uh, the best game of the year, and I think the biggest thing is all that talking, all those losses, sometimes they're necessary to flip that switch, and the Warriors came out tonight with a sense of urgency that I haven't seen all year. And it's just the tip of the iceberg. We know what they are. They're the, they've won three out of the last four championships. And sometimes you hit a lull. They played a lot of basketball these last five years. And, uh, you know, I think something happened in that locker room, and, and they flipped the switch. But we're, we're getting ready for that ride again. And, uh, man, it was a great thing to see because I know we're back. Yeah, you know, uh, we're, we're past Christmas. We're past Christmas. It's January. And before you know it, we're going to have our Super Bowl teams on Sunday. We're going to have the Super Bowl. Pitchers and catchers are going to report. Next thing you know, you're going to be having spring training baseball, and then basketball, the postseason, is going to start. And it's a long second season, and I know they've played a lot, but you know what? Suck it up. We want to see, we want to see the dynasty. We want to see the growth in this dynasty. We want to see one last championship for the city of Oakland and for the people of the East Bay who have supported this team for all these years. You're still going to support the team as they go to San Francisco, but send Oracle out the right way. Let's not forget, people were talking about going undefeated at Oracle. Remember that? Like, this means so much to the players. They understand. They've had six home losses this year. But no matter what, you want to send Oracle out the right way. Because not everybody's going to be not everybody's going to make the trip over to San Francisco to the new arena. Not all the employees, the people that work at Oracle, are going to make the trip. Send everybody out the right way. Mike and Phoenix, you're now on Warriors Wrap Up. Me, this was the most satisfying win of the season, and I agree with you on that one. I'm going to go even one step further in that, saying this is probably the most satisfying win of a Warriors team that I've seen, and I'm probably going back a little bit further than I should, <laughs> since the 2017 NBA Finals ending. This was a win tonight that just served notice to the rest of the league that, hey, we're back, you better watch out for us, and don't take us lightly going down the, the, going down the stretch of the season here. Because we're going to serve notice to you that we're going to keep playing as hard as we can. I have not. This was the type of game where just everybody was in sync tonight. And even during the stretch, 
the one after the stars were out and it was pretty much garbage time. I thought even the reserves played reasonably well. This was a nice game, and I enjoyed every minute of it. It was fun to watch and listen to tonight. I I completely agree. Thank you for the phone call all the way from Fahonix. There may not be another game this year that will satisfy you on the schedule. Maybe Houston. I'm looking at Houston on February 23rd. You got to go to Denver again on the 8th, but we don't know what it will look like. You got to go on March 13th at Houston, March 16th at Oklahoma City. But just going the rest of the way, this is one where they're the number one seed. You're playing a mile high up. They're feeling good about themselves. There's no question they're measuring themselves up against the Golden State Warriors. And you go in like the boogeyman. And whoop up on him. This game was so, this game meant something. You know why? Because we sent John Dickinson there. John Dickinson is in Denver right now, and he's joining me as he's just gotten out of the locker room. And, John, before you got here, I was talking about, then you can tell me because you've been in Denver. I'm sure the papers, I'm sure talk radio was all about how do. And we're going to still continue with your phone calls. But, John, I'm sure there in Denver today, before this game, everybody was saying, how do the Nuggets match up against the Warriors? Yeah, absolutely, Townie, especially given the fact that the Nuggets won the first matchup against the Warriors in this building back in October. And you throw that away at the time by saying, well, you know, it's it's early in the season. What was that, game three, I believe, for the Warriors at that point? Uh, and it doesn't really mean much, but you file it away, and then here we are three months later back in Denver, and you've got the Nuggets holding the, the best record in the Western Conference and the Warriors – a half game back. So you, you, you start to think, you know, this is it, it's almost twofold. I mean, the, the vibe here is, well, let's see if, if, if these guys are for real trying to go from a team that missed the playoffs last year to being an upper echelon squad in the Western Conference. And then, you know, from the Warriors side of it, you know, this is a game the Warriors have been losing this year. You know, at just when they're about to get on, moment, on a little run, get some momentum, they win three, four in a row. There's that one game that, that trips them up, whether it's a home game with a bad fourth quarter or somebody hits a shot or, you know, they go to Utah and can't get it done there uh, the week before Christmas. So I think both ways there was a, a statement uh, delivered uh, with the outcome of this game tonight. Let's go to Don in Santa Clara. Go ahead, Don. Don, are you there? Yeah, go ahead. Hi, I'm a first-time caller, nice. and I just want to say that I almost uh, forgive them for losing on Christmas. It was it was really great, um, but also to see them come roaring back like this, you know, like you, I was not happy about the ex- sort of excuses about, oh, we're just going to turn it on when we get around to it, and now we see it, and we're like, where was it? And I just wonder what you think the role of coaching was in this. You know, I've been seeing the rotations come along, and it seems like they finally got one that they can all live with. And and it shows with all the assists, the rebounds, the things other than three-point scoring. All in all, it's so much better, the, the game. Well, thank you for being a first-time caller. We truly appreciate it. Go ahead, John. What have you seen the difference? Yeah, look, I mean, I, I think as far as the rotation goes, I mean, it, they're getting it more comfortable in terms of right up to the point where now they're going to drop DeMarcus Cousins into it, and that's going to start maybe changing things a little bit again. Look, I, I got the impression being a shoot-around this morning here in Denver, and you know nobody really wanted to say it, although Stephen Curry sort of said it uh, when I asked him if this game is a little more on their radar than, than maybe other games. And Curry, he, he started to give kind of the canned answer, Townie, of, well, no. And then he, he almost caught himself, and he said, no, this is a big game. You know, this is a big game because you can't come in here against this team and not play well and expect to get a win. So when Stephen Curry decides to take that approach, and I, I told the guys on, on the pregame the same thing, Townie. I said, you know what? I like when the Warriors, when the Warriors own up to, yeah, it's important. Something's important. 
in the regular season. And, and I thought Curry did that. And, and I think they play better when they do that. I think they play better when they're open about it and not trying to give the canned, oh, nothing matters, 182, we've won championships. Now, after the game, they, they said some of that stuff. Uh, you know, Kevin Durant saying, you know, that the Nuggets know who they are and, and, and those sorts of things. But I, I just think it goes back to actually – stating it before the game yeah it's a big game it's okay to have a big game in january yeah people are paying a lot of money to watch you <laughs> you know what I'm, i mean people forget this is the entertainment business people are spending a lot of money to come watch you play we want to see you care a little bit and i think that was the thing we'll get to the calls at triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy you go out and put up 51 a record in the first quarter oh you could tell they cared about this game no, they did, and the, and the ball movement was there, and the defensive intensity was there. You know, and yeah, you, you knock down shots at the rate that they did, a, a record-setting performance, hitting the ten three-pointers in the first quarter. You knock down shots; it's all going to look good. But tonight was one of those nights where it was almost as if the way that they were setting the shots up led to the shots going in. It's almost, and Steve Kerr has addressed this at times, Townie. It's almost good karma. You know, in his mind, with if you play offense the right way and you play the game the right way, a few more of those shots are, are bound to go in, uh, you know, on a night where you're doing that. Not every night. Now, obviously, there's there's nights where you're just going to be flat out cold. And actually, one of the games, uh, the game in October back here at Pepsi Center in Denver was, was a game where the Warriors just were cold. They couldn't buy a bucket. They wound up losing the game close. But if you play the right way, you play with the right spirit, which is something Steve Kerr preaches constantly, then I, I think he's a believer that, that those shots are more often than not will go in if you're doing things that way. Yeah, Raj and Hayward. Raj, welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, man. Uh, First-time caller. Uh, I've listened to Bay my whole life, but I'm a Laker fan, so I'm, uh, maybe hopefully you're wondering uh, how, you, how anybody other than a Warrior fan feels like. But uh, looking at the first quarter, you said it right on the nail. Uh, 51 points put the fear right back and all of the 29 other NBA teams in. To be honest with you, um, you were right. There was a lot of uh, skeptics out there saying that the, this year, with DeMarcus Cousins being at all, the rotation won't be as solid, and people are thinking that um, this Warriors team won't mesh. But uh, tonight, even without, uh, I mean, with uh, Boogie coming back in later this uh, later this week, um, with a win like this, uh, I'm sure everybody's been put on notice, especially my Lakers. Oh yeah, yeah, no problem, Raj. I, I mean. J.D., you tell me what it was like before the game, how people felt, and then what was it like after the first quarter there in Denver? Yeah, I mean, it was it was dead. They they The Warriors took the life completely out of the building. I mean, it was it was jacked up. I mean, I was walking around talking to, you know, talking to people who work for the Nuggets, talking to just ushers, and there was, a, there was a buzz in the building, people talking about how much people were paying for tickets to sit close to the floor tonight, you know, upwards of $5,000 a ticket. Wow! You know, for, for a game in January to sit in the first couple of rows uh, before the game, how they were expecting – uh, more standing room tickets than than the Nuggets have sold in years tonight. This building holds eighteen thousand five hundred. Uh, eighteen thousand five hundred is a sellout, Townie. They had nineteen thousand eight ninety six in the building tonight, so they had about thirteen hundred. If I'm doing the math right, thirteen hundred standing tickets at different points around the around the building. So they had them packed in. Uh, at Pepsi Center tonight. This was a huge, huge game, and the Warriors came out and they just, they just took the air out of out of everybody's, out of everybody's sails. Took the wind out of everybody's sails. Yeah, I, you know, I want Warrior fans to get to remember when the Warriors were coming up and where you'd play one of the better teams and you were going to you were going to see how you matched up against the better teams cuz you need to learn how to win and you need to learn how to win these games that's what they were feeling there tonight and it did not go down let's go to Jawar in Hayward you are on 957 the game oh what's up man thanks for taking my call don't really got much to say uh 51 points in the first quarter, that's insane. Uh, that's some first-class twine tickling if I ever did see. I mean, I love watching the Warriors do what they do, but I've never seen the Warriors do it 51-point style. 
that's all I got to say, man. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, he put up 51 points in the first quarter, and all of a sudden, J.D., if you had the over in this game, you were loving it. I mean, it was – I mean, just looking what it was at half, looking at it in the Townie. third quarter, incredible. Townie, it was the most points ever scored in the shot clock era in the first quarter of a game. <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. It's insane. 51 points in the first quarter. That, that, it was a franchise record for the first quarter. It's the most any team obviously has scored in an opening frame during the shot clock era. Second highest scoring quarter for the Warriors in franchise history. They had a game 30 years ago against Sacramento where they scored 57 and a quarter. Uh, and it's just the fifth time in franchise history they've scored 50 or more in a quarter. So, no, it was historic tonight that first quarter there were 89 points in the first quarter scored well and I, you know it's funny I was texting a little bit back and forth as I'm prone to do with with Steiny, uh, our guy Matt Steinmetz who does Warriors live and, and, and Warriors wrap up and I said my goodness I said the Nuggets have got to feel good that they're they're they gave up 51 they're only down 13 and you know that was the funny <laughs> part about I mean really I mean, think about that for a second. You give up 51 points in your own. I mean, there there were times in this game, and I'm and I'm not being a you know I'm not I'm not being a, a jerk here when I say it. There were times in the game where I thought it was it should have been 80 to 40. You know, I thought the Warriors were going to be up 40 points, and I look up and they were up. You know, they were only up 18. I mean, it just that's how dominant it felt in the building to the point where I almost thought the Nuggets were kind of hanging in there. At one point, they got it down to 12. They're late in the second quarter, and I'm thinking, geez, this is actually pretty impressive on the Nuggets' part, but the Warriors pushed it up to, to 19, and then what, what they did at the beginning of the third quarter, they just came out and took the life out of the building again there in the third quarter. Yeah, I mean, this performance tonight, you look at just the entire performance, it was th- th- their largest lead in this game. Once again, this is this is one of those whenever you say you got to go play Denver and it's the altitude and oh god you're going to be in trouble and the Nuggets are really good at home they they were 18 and 3 going to this game at home at one point you had a 38 point lead 38 yeah and they they ended up getting it there <laughs> they ended up getting there and start to finish you know no lead changes it's a wire to wire I mean think about think about the game Townie from this perspective right You've got the number one team in the Western Conference coming into tonight, the Denver Nuggets, a half game up on the Warriors. They had beaten the Warriors in this building three months ago, early in the season in October, and the Warriors come out in their building, and they put 51 points up in the first quarter. They lead by as many as 38, and they never trail in the game. If that doesn't say we're the best team and you guys have a long way to go, I don't know what else does. Let's go to James in San Francisco. James, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hi, guys. Um, I'm a Warriors season ticket holder, and I have to say that was truly awesome. It was ridiculous. Um, a great, great win. Awesome. I don't want to take, take away from this win, but I'm also an alum, alumnus of De Anza College, and along with Waz, Steve, Terry, and Cosby, um, I want to know... Is there any truth to the rumor that the Raiders will play next year at De Anza College? De Anza College? Uh, yeah, I've not heard that one. Yeah, that's not uh, that's not going to happen. Actually, we will talk to Jason Cole later on tonight, very connected, and we will ask him what he is hearing about the Raiders. We'll do that after we get to Raiders wrap-up. But uh, I do not think that uh, the Raiders will be playing. What did I say? I said Raiders wrap up. <laughs> I'm used to Raiders extra point. Uh, Warriors wrap up when we're done. We'll get in the Chris Townsend show and we'll talk to Jason Cole and we'll figure it out. I, I don't think they're going to be playing at a JC JD. No, I, I would highly doubt that. I'm going to let I'm going to let you handle that one though. Any yeah. all those questions, I'm just I'm just going to defer them to you. You can deflect. You can you can you know discount those, those wild theories. I mean, I I'm I, I just I to me. I don't know, and and we'll continue with phone calls at 888-957-9570. If the Warriors continue to stay hot and Boogie comes and they even get more dominant, I don't know if there'll be another game this year that will mean what this one meant. Am I overstating this game in January? Because if they stay the number one seed after that, 
you know, this this was they had to beat the number one seed tonight. If they stay the number one seed, well, we have a game that means as much the rest of the way. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I, I think there are some other marker games without having the, the schedule right in front of me. I mean, it, it, if LeBron James isn't going to be able to play on Monday, the MLK holiday, uh, in that game at Staples Center, then that game loses, I think, a bunch of its luster. You know, They do have Houston, and actually they, they have Philly and the Lakers in the last night of January, and the Lakers come in the night before the Super Bowl on a Saturday. Uh, to Oracle for a nationally televised game, ABC. That'll be the, you know, you got to think LeBron's going to be back by then. He, he might not be back by Monday, but you got to think he'll be back by February 2nd. Uh, so that, I think that's a big one, and I think the Warriors believe that they owe the Lakers a little something uh, after what the Lakers did to them on Christmas. I think, you know, Oklahoma City is another one that, that always, you know, I know they got beat by Atlanta, and they, they consistently just have terrible losses all over the board. But Oklahoma City plays pretty well against the better teams. And, you know, anytime Durant goes in there, I think they go in there at some point in March. Uh, and, and they go back to Houston on that same road trip, I believe, at some point in March. So so those are those are the ones. I think the Rockets are in again right after the All-Star break uh, on a Saturday night on ABC. They beat the Warriors last time. So I think there's a handful. There aren't a lot of them. But, you know, what did I what did I just name there? Maybe four or five games yeah. of, the, of, of what's remaining that, that you'd, you'd focus in on. Yeah, as you mentioned, a couple uh, at Houston and also Houston at home. Yeah, and then you got Philly. You got Philly on March 2nd. I got the schedule in front of me. Boston, March 5th. But Yeah, Boston's good, too. I mean, Boston hasn't been playing as well, but Boston's another team that, you know, I'm interested to see how Boston matches up with the Warriors when they play twice. All right, the number is 888-957-9570. We'll continue with your phone calls after the Warriors just kicked the you-know-what of the Denver Nuggets, 142-111. to You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. And it's time for the play of the game. Visit Putnam, Cadillac, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, and Burlingame featuring the all-new XT4 crossover SUV or visit PutnamGM.com. It's time for the play of the game. Tune in tomorrow morning to Steinmetz and Guru at 10.30 for your chance to win $100. Now, here's the play of the game. Durant up court, takes one by the Pepsi Center side and nailed it! Ridiculous! Around the association. Chris Townsend, John Dickinson in Denver, taking your phone calls at 888-957-957. 9570. It's Warriors Wrap Up presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. My favorite moment of the night happened after the game. I know you know what this is, JD. You got to actually experience this at the press conference after. But Clay Thompson coming off the floor said, quote, career high, baby, four dunks. He was proud. He, he stuffed it down four times tonight. Yeah, and and Townie, we got to play the audio. I mean, Clay Thompson had about he had about ninety seconds of a of a post game media scrum down by the locker room here at the Pepsi Center, and and he flat out said, and Steve Kerr had, had said it when he came out, you know, a few minutes before Clay did, but Clay said he's more fired up for for four dunks in a game than hitting. Ten threes in a game. I mean, he just—it <laughs> was just hilarious stuff. And and you know, you remember the bet that he had Zaza, right? Zaza, yeah. Pachulia, and those two remain friends. And he said that that Zaza had texted him like already, like Zaza was watching the game wherever the Pistons are. If he was at home, he's watching the game on on League Pass and, and texted Clay, to, you know, about the the dunks. Uh, and then it was brought to Clay's attention by Anthony Slater, the athletic, does a great job, uh, and contributor for us at 95.7 The Game. He, he asked Clay, he says, do you know the dunk count this season between the two of you? Obviously not on the same team. And Clay said, no, he didn't know. And Slater did the math on it, and it's 11-1, to 1, apparently, 
Clay Thompson it, 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 over Zaza Pachulia in terms of total dunks. And so Clay stops in the middle of this scrum where he's taking questions, and he says, I'm going to have to text him that right now. So he literally pulls <laughs> up his phone, <laughs> and he texts As Zaza gold. Pachulia that he's got an 11-1 lead in the dunk count this year. Really? Zaza only has one dunk on the year? 11 to 1. Wow. Again, according to Anthony Slater, we'll give him credit for the for doing the math on that and asking the question in the post game, but yeah, it was it was hilarious and and honestly, even though I probably just spent the last minute and a half explaining it, if we can get that minute and a half racked up, it's pretty pretty good. We will have it. Let's go to Vic and Cupertino. Vic, you're on Warriors wrap up. I just got to say that that's probably maybe not even one of the 10 most impressive wins they've had under Kerr, in my opinion. But it's such an impressive win that if I'm a GM around the NBA, I'm adjusting how I look at my roster for the rest of the year because of that one game. I don't. I mean, if I'm Maury in Houston, I'm saving my bullets for next year because I mean, if that's the best punch the Warriors have, who the heck is going to touch that four out of seven come playoff time? I mean, that's. I don't know. I mean, what else do you say? I mean, that's 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 the best punch. In the yeah, that is a Muhammad Ali lethal right hand, you know, old school Tyson knock you out in one punch in the first. I mean, you know, that was actually more like a t- the old Tyson fights, J.D., especially the, like the, the early ones on ESPN oh, yeah. or ESPN2. One and done, baby. Yeah, he'd walk right out, wham, and it would be, it'd be like, wait, it's over in 30 seconds. I mean, that's that's what this felt like tonight. This felt like a big matchup, and then all of a sudden it was it, – it was, if it was a prize fight, it was over early. No, it was done. And like I said, they completely took the air out of the building. I think they, they essentially told the Nuggets, okay, what you've been able to do to this point in the year, you know, coming in tonight, 20, 29 and 13, that's cute. And, and it's certainly an improvement over missing the playoffs in the final day of the season last year when they lost to Minnesota. And this is a team that hasn't been in the playoffs since the Warriors knocked them out, actually, back in 2013. Uh, with with Mark Jackson as the head coach and, and George Carl coaching Denver still at that point, uh, it's cute. It, it you're you're an improved team. You're going to be a playoff team, but you're not ready to play with the big boys when the big boys are playing like big boys. Yeah, that was the old Andre Iguodala is the bad guy, right? And then he comes He's to the, the Warriors. George Carl said Iguodala was the mole. Uh, in the, the that was basically feeding information to the Warriors while he was still playing with the Nuggets. You know, George got a little, George got a little crazy there at the end. Like he he started just spouting off about everything after he lost that Nuggets job and went on to Sacramento. I remember he wrote the book and and you know just he blasted former players. Just real real bad look. That was that that series was the beginning of the end uh, for for George Carl. And it was the beginning of the end of a, a playoff run for the Nuggets. And it was also the beginning of the the Warriors' ascent to greatness. I mean, that was the first time since we believe that the Warriors had gotten themselves into the playoffs. And what was it, just the second time in, in 13, 14 years? Yeah, that was – Carl was coach of the year that year when he got fired, right? He was. He was coach of the year. They were the three seed, and the Warriors were the six seed. And the Warriors won that series in six games, and, and George Carl didn't have a contract for the next year, and that was it. Yeah, see, and and then that's the thing. And then they took Iguodala, and then the Warriors took Iguodala. Iguodala said he wanted to sign with the Warriors. They they had to do some maneuvering as far as the roster, made a couple of trades to free up some salary cap space. They had to get rid of, I think it was Richard Jefferson and Andres Biedrinch. So they had to send those guys to a team that had cap space to be able to free up the cap space to sign Iguodala. But Iguodala said, I want to be there. So it, it meant at that point in time that, that really that as long as you could get the contracts moved, and Bob Myers did, that Iguodala was going to be a warrior. And that changed the course of history, just, just Golden State being able to have Iguodala, who wound up being a finals MVP just a, a couple of years later, coming off the bench. And he became the $48 million glue guy. Yeah, that's it. The $48 million glue guy, glue guy times two. Uh, if you think about it now, because because he's what year two of a three, you know, three and sixteen, so forty eight million dollar deal, and that's coming off of his previous deal, which was what four and four and forty eight. So he he was forty eight twice 
during what would be a, a seven-year run if it all plays out with the Warriors. Let's go to A.J. and Sam Mateo. A.J., you're on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, fellas? I just want to say love the show, but this is a big, big statement victory. And it wasn't from just Seth. It wasn't from just KD. It seemed like everybody was involved. Looney had a big game, and I think this is big, a big confidence builder for everybody going forward. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, t- t- to me... I, you know, you think this was one as as Zaza's watching. Isn't this one of those games, JD, where if you're not flying and you're not playing and you're in the NBA, you want to have a you want to have an eye on this game to kind of see, okay, where are the Golden State Warriors heading into Denver? No, big time. No, big time. And, and I think and this was this game was under the radar. I mean, it, it, for as big a game as it was. It was it flew under the radar. It wasn't a nationally televised game. It wasn't a special start time. It was just it was just kind of a game on a on a Tuesday in January that had the best two teams in the Western Conference going at it, and a team in the Nuggets trying to make a statement against a team like the Warriors. Uh, and so I I think you in some ways you almost had to be a little bit in the know in the league to even really know. Like, I don't think there were a lot of common NBA fans that were even watching tonight because, you know, most people don't have league pass where you can watch every game and, and, and really lock in on whatever game you want on a given night, whatever the best game you think is on a given night. So the game flew under the radar for, for that uh, from that aspect. But I, I think, to your point, people in the league, players, media members, I think everybody was watching this game tonight, and I think the Warriors showed – what they're made of and you know there's something else I want to get into we can get into uh at some point here that 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 I had asked Steve Kerr in the post-game press conference too because the Warriors right now are in a real good place all things considered on January 15th given some of the things that they'd gone through this the the last couple of months well go ahead go ahead I just I was going to give you know give you an opportunity to chime in here but no I, I had asked coach Kerr about just the vibe around the team right now and cousins is coming back and i said i asked him i said as you know how do you feel about the vibe all things considered that you're getting on a little bit of a run now that you're in a position where now you're already back in first place so you think of all the drama right you think of not having cousins and curry was out and draymond was out and they were both out for 16 games and all the all the talk about selective engagement whether they want to play this night or that night and whether they care about playing defense this and that you have the the Durant uh, issue with with Draymond Green in Los Angeles and Draymond gets suspended and and that created a real awkward vibe for about three weeks in my mind around this team uh, some of the home losses that left everybody scratching their head a little bit that that turned into blowouts but now now, on January 15th, it's all come and gone, and you're in first place. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, yeah, could you, could you have a two- or three-, four-game better record? Sure you could. But given the, the fact that the Warriors haven't played their best, haven't been as consistent as we're used to seeing, have had injuries, and have had, for them, an astronomical amount of drama compared to other years, yet you look up tomorrow on the standings, and it's January 16th, close of business January 15th, and you're in first place, and you're getting DeMarcus Cousins back after you play one more game. To me, you get through tomorrow without slipping up at home against the Pelicans on the second night of a back-to-back. You get that game tomorrow, you, you couldn't be in a better position all things considered with DeMarcus Cousins coming back on Friday. Yeah, you weathered a storm. You weathered and, and Steve, an early storm. And Coach Kerr really praised he he praised the team for for kind of finding themselves again and pushing through it and and, and you know just creating a different vibe and a different tone because it it no doubt was was difficult and there were times where again like like I was saying a few minutes ago it was an awkward room man it was an awkward room to be in and some of the the the, the practices the lot you're just kind of what's going on locker room after some of the games what what's going on with this team you know and, and it it leads you to believe it led you to believe, Townie, that one or two more losses here or there, and is there really going to be a problem? But they never quite let it get to that point. They saved some games. Uh, I mean, I could think of three games against Sacramento that they just saved themselves by coming back and winning and stealing late. 
that, you know, maybe you lose a couple more of those games that could have gone either way and you end up with a bigger problem. But uh, it, it wound up not being the case, and now they've they've righted the ship and Cousins is coming back. You know what's so different about the NBA, and you've, uh, you've covered multiple NBA teams, it, it, it's the fact that you're so close to each other all the time, and there's not a lot of you. And at some point, how do you not get a little sick of each other? Because I, I think about, you know, because I mean, obviously football teams are so different. The offense is different from the defense. They don't meet together. I mean, you think of baseball, the pitchers normally hang out with each other. The position players hang out with, the, you know, they're around. So, I mean, there's a little separation with these teams as they travel. But on the NBA, and there's not a lot of guys on the team, you're around each other so much. Of, of, there's got to be on every single team, every single year, a certain group of the guys on the team, they get a little weathered with other guys on the team. It has to happen. It's human nature. Yeah. You know, I, 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 think, I think you nailed it, honestly. And I think the other part, too, with the Warriors, which is different from other teams, is just the, the bright lights are on yeah. constantly. Every single building, every single – I mean, these guys don't get a break. Every single media availability, you know, these guys don't get a break. It's the, the big guys have to talk every night. That those That's who wants to be heard from. They're expected to analyze, uh, you know, the smallest of things at times where in the big picture – I think they know and almost come into the room half annoyed knowing what's going to be asked and knowing they have to come up with an answer to it when the answer is, we're the champs, we'll be fine, we're more talented than everybody else, let us flip the switch, and we're good. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think I think at times you, you, you walk around a little edgier, you know, just, just in general from the constant just bright lights and microphones and, and everything going on. And then you factor in just the different personality styles between the four and really the five all-stars. I mean, think think about the combination of personalities, Townie, of Stephen Curry. I mean, just think about it. Stephen Curry to Clay Thompson, just completely different personalities, right? From Clay Thompson to Draymond Green, completely different than the other two. Kevin Durant is is one of the more fascinating personalities, I think, in the NBA. Uh, just because he's he's defiant and he's and he's a little insecure and he's just he he's just there, there's a lot going on with Kevin Durant. He's he's a he's a fascinating player, uh, and then Demarcus Cousins can be just the the brightest light in a room and the funniest guy in the room one second, and the next second he'll just look like he like would you say I want to rip your head off? Like he just you know it's it's it's. The, the you know the roller coaster that that he can be sometimes, uh, it, it, so I just think about that dynamic with those five different personalities. You can't not have an issue at some point when when you've been together and the bright lights are always on and the stakes are always so high. Yeah, you know, last week as Tim Roy comes on all of our shows during the week here on ninety five seven, the game, the voice of the Warriors, and he's been around the NBA for so long and we were talking about it and I asked him the question is this team and what the best way to put it is is that nobody in the history of the game has been covered like this team because of all the outlets and he was like no question because you think about you know as great as the Bulls were or the Lakers with, with Kobe and Shaq I mean when you start talking about Twitter and Instagram and all these different ways you know with the internet being stronger now there's NBA TV it's just not ESPN there's Fox Sports there's so many different outlets all the different sports radio stations and all the blogs and all this stuff there's no question that this team is covered different than any NBA team in the history of this game and as you said they got to know every day it's going to be the same thing because they're rock stars. It would have been this way if you had all those outlets for Michael Jordan or if you had all those outlets for the Yankees in the late 90s, but they weren't there. So they're having to deal with more ways for a team to be covered than any team in the history of the game. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. And and the Warriors, I mean, they handle it, I think, as well as, as they possibly can. I mean, I, I always – I'm amazed because – and look, I don't I don't cover a lot of road games, but I, I I get a handful of road games a year in the regular season. Let's say anywhere between eight and ten, you know, road games in the regular season. 
and the thing that I'm always blown away by is every city that the Warriors, you know, every city, if the Warriors are coming to Denver, right, well, who, you, you got to be accommodating to the Denver media, right? Well, who does the Denver media want to talk to? Well, the Denver media wants to talk to Kerr, and the Denver media wants to talk to Steph, and the Denver media wants to talk to Durant. So, basically, at shoot-around, every single road game, it's got to be those two guys that do it. Because because it's you know those are the those are the headliners even more so than a guy like Draymond Green or a guy like Clay Thompson and and I think you know Clay loves that because he doesn't have to you know Clay doesn't have to be the guy to talk all the time because he'd rather not Clay just wants to joke about dunks and text Pachulia and laugh <laughs> and you know that, that you know, if Clay could do that for ninety seconds every game he'd be good to go uh, but so but Curry and Durant I think in some ways take the pressure off the other guys because they just do it over and over and over and the way the Warriors you know PR department with Raymond Ritter handles it you know he's got those guys prepped he's he tells them look you got it you know you're gonna have to do it in every city and Steph knows it and Durant knows it and I think but but I'm amazed though because every single time it's that way where those guys have to be they gotta that's part of being the the mega star in any sport, in any league. And the Warriors, they handle it in an upfront and professional manner, which I think sets a, a tone for just everything that they're all about as a franchise. My favorite last year was when Clay Thompson came out of the locker room with a Coors Light, and he took that sip and went, <laughs> What's your questions? <laughs> Clay's had some. Clay's had some unbelievable ones, man. He had the lettuce stuck in his teeth. Uh, I think the first game back in Sacramento in December. I mean, he just he's. It's just he's special, man. Clay Clay Thompson is a special special post game interview when he's into it. He's the best. Let's go to Irwin. Uh, Irwin, you're now on Warriors wrap up. Up, guys. Uh, lifelong Warriors fan with some really thick skin. Went through a lot of bad times. Knew that this quote-unquote slump was going to go away. Uh, you know, they can turn on at any time. That's, that's the champion's mentality. J.D., this is a question for you, though. It seems like these guys are starting to put it on now. They know uh, DeMarcus is around the corner. Um, do you think they just decided to turn it up and, and, and get in a good groove before DeMarcus uh, gets on there? I'll take the answer off the, off the line there. Yeah, you you got it. And this is something that that Anthony Slater actually I think pointed out on Twitter to, and and it it's something that I had heard as well, is that the Warriors really did want to bring Demarcus Cousins back with the team having a positive vibe, and having a you know like to to bring him into a situation where there wasn't a bunch of turmoil surrounding the team. Uh, you know, with why are you losing? Can you fit them in? What's going on with the drama? What's going on with Kevin Durant? What's going on with Draymond? All these questions about who's going to sign where. Uh, you know, some of the losses that they had taken. I do think there was a hope as they mapped out the timeline for Cousins' return that they could drop him right in to the middle of a team that was feeling good about themselves again, you know, and not a team that, you know, where it was an awkward room, like we had referenced, uh, you know, a few minutes ago. So I, I think, you know, winning that game in Sacramento and then coming home for a couple of cupcakes in, in the Knicks and the Bulls and then, you know, figuring out a way to steal that game in Dallas uh, when it looked like that was going to be trouble. And that's all Stephen Curry down the stretch of that game on Sunday night. And, to set up a night like tonight where you can make a real statement, uh, I, I do think there's some truth to the Warriors wanting to, to get on a roll and wanting to put themselves in a, in, a, in a spot where they're feeling good vibes coming out of that locker room when you drop DeMarcus Cousins right back into the middle of all of it on, on Friday. And, and Cousins has been around, too. It's not, like, it's not like DeMarcus hasn't been around. I mean, he was around tonight. Walk, he walked out of the locker room. You know, tonight and 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 every night he's warming up before the game. So it's not like Cousins in his personality, you know, hasn't been around these guys. He's been traveling for a while. Oh, no doubt about it. And then, I mean, of course, they all had the relationship before this even started. So this the the, the number one question: How's it going to look, and how is he going to look? Yeah, I think they're going to defer. I I think there's going to be some awkward 
you know, they're trying to get him his shots, and, and he's trying to show that, that he's this great passer, and there's so much. So I think I actually think it's going to be a little awkward initially, and I, I want to give it maybe a, I, I would I would say maybe even a seven to ten game adjustment period. I, I really would. I think that's a, a about the fair number, and that's that whole trip. So think about that. If I'm saying seven to ten games, it's the whole trip, L.A., L.A., Washington, Boston, Indiana on the road at that point, and then you come back and you play Philadelphia and the Lakers. So there's some there's some some big time games in that stretch. So it's not going to be easy if you don't have it all dialed in and you're playing at, at the highest level. Uh, but I do think there's going to be, uh, you know, some overpassing as, as far as the five guys playing together and learning how to do it. So I don't, I don't think it's going to be seamless, but I think once they get it dialed 15, 20 games in, look out because Cousins' skill set, I, I just don't think people realize how skilled he is, Townie, in, in terms of a passer, a shooter, uh, uh, an ability inside, an, an ability outside. I mean, he, he is a terrific, terrific player and the perfect complement in so many ways, just positionally. I mean, I say this all the time, Townie. You got Curry's the prototypical point guard. Clay's the prototypical two. Durant's the prototypical all-time NBA three-man. Draymond Green's the prototypical four in today's NBA. Now you're going to drop the prototypical post-up, can shoot the three center with the other four guys. I mean, it is an embarrassment of riches unlike anything we've ever seen. It's going to be fun. Warriors with the win, 142-111 to 111 over the Denver Nuggets. You've been listening to Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. The Chris Townsend Show next on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.